Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, a podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I'm Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stetton. And we need to change this introduction to what the chat bot <gasps> wrote for us, because I, I forgot. I liked it so much better. I know. we did. I, I put... I, into chatbot, the AI thing, I said, yeah. write me a, um episode of Webcrawler's podcast. It w- it scared me. We're yeah, going to do a was- Patreon about it and we'll share all of it. And yeah. Maybe I'll post them on Instagram, but it was shocking. It was really shocking. And it was like, and the weirdest part was that they invited guests on and they had guests real guests. Like I <laughs> yeah, Googled were the people. people. I'm like, oh, you're an actual like cybersecurity specialist. <laughs> yeah, they get better. Chatbot got better guests than we get than we're able to pull. Um, so anyways, cool. we'll put that on Patreon. Um, we'll do, we'll read the uh, episodes that Chatbot wrote for us. Yeah, that's cool. Um Speaking of Patreon, Melissa, who are our Patreons? Patrons We've got Jimmy, Ashley, and Teresa. Mother. Mother Teresa. Teresa. Jinx. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, guys, welcome to the team. We did an episode on the Murda- Murdoch or Murdoch. Well, the, the most annoying thing is that it's spelled like Murdoch, but they pronounce it Murdoch. Okay. Just that should be illegal in itself. Yeah. <laughs> the Murdoch family, we did an episode on them already, but now there's a new documentary series about them on Netflix. The trial is going on right now. So we thought that we would do a little update. Melissa wrote an amazing doc about everything that's going on right now. I thought that I would start it off with a little family tree for those yeah, who do not just a remember. refresher. A refresh. Uh Obviously, listen to the episode, but for those who maybe didn't have time or just want to 
listen to the update. Mm-hmm. So it all started with Randy Murdoff the third. He was born in 1939. Damn. He worked for Pumped, the Murdoff P-M-P-E-D. law firm. P-E-D. It's like their last name. Pumped. <laughs> he worked for Pumped. He worked for Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> at, at Sir, he worked for Pump. He was at Sir. He was you the back house. You can find him at the first season of Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> Um, thank you Uh, you remember Um, randy yeah yeah uh he okay so he's like he's the patriarch of the family he's paul's grandfather so he He died he's dead he did in 2021 oh of being sick (laughs) he died of being sick he died of the sickness which is weird because that's the same month that the mom and the mom and uh, son died. Oh yeah! So the the mom and son died June seventh, and he died June tenth. Oh, that of I didn't know that. That's that's very soon thereafter. He died of a broken heart. I mean, honestly, maybe. Yeah. Um. So then he had three kids: Randy, Alex, and John. Randy also worked at Sir Pumps. <laughs> at Pumps. <laughs> he seems kind of normal right uh yeah yes (laughs) yes okay he's the the chaotic good of the brother yeah is john also kind of normal yes we will find out that john they didn't know what alec alex alec was doing this whole time okay and yeah so alex and alex slack slash alec uh, they call him Alec, is <sighs> who's on trial right now. Yes, and currently. He's, he's a bad, bad boy. He's a bad um, boy. <laughs> he worked for PMPD. I don't know why that's like so... He worked for Sir also. <laughs> um, he was... Uh, he's a pill head. Yeah. Opioids. Pill popper. Pill popper. He was, he was fired from his own law firm that, mm-hmm. is, that his dad started. And he he's on trial now for shooting his wife Maggie and his son Paul. Mm-hmm. And then Paul also drunkenly crashed a boat in 2019, which killed Mallory Beach. Right. There's and, a, the Netflix documentary goes through all of this stuff. Yes, but he's currently dead. Paul's dead. And he, yeah, he's dead. Alex killed him, so there's no trial for that murder because Paul's dead now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that wraps up the family tree. There's Melissa, Buster, too, the other oh, son. Oh, yeah, Buster Bluth. And he <laughs> allegedly involved in the murder of Stephen Smith, July right. 2015. Who the fuck is Stephen Smith? Well, Stephen Smith is this kid who died. He was found dead in the middle of a road, like a country road, in 2015. He was 19. I believe he went to um, high school with the Murdoch boys. And they said there's no no one knows what happened. They said it was a hit and run. But there was a lot of rumors going around that perhaps Buster and his friends killed him because Stephen Smith was gay. And there were rumors that Buster may have been in a relationship with him. Oh, shit. And there's a lot of questions around that. That maybe Buster and his friends like one night because I I guess they texted him that night and like I mean his he, car he, ran out of gas it. and he was texting them asking for help and that oh, it's God. very suspicious. 
Also, I forgot to mention as well, the housekeeper died. Gloria allegedly fell down the stairs because the the dogs pushed her down. Uh A real real staircase owl theory. Um, And it's alleged that Maggie, the mother, pushed her down, right? It's, yeah, they don't know. Or Alex? They don't, they, yeah, either Alec or Maggie because there was a wrongful death lawsuit against, yeah. And Alec was the only dependent. And so she had two sons. And neither of which were named as like representatives of her estate. So what happened was the two sons didn't get any money. Alec was laundering the money back to himself. And that's what he was also on trial for, for money laundering. And then also it's alleged that Gloria knew about yeah, that's why that's that. they yeah. think that she knew about all of the laundering and whatever. And so he killed her. Yeah. Um all right, Melissa, get into your <laughs> these notes because you really you got into it. So so yeah, we did our episode October 2021. That's crazy. And so much has happened. So this family, they've been involved in a bunch of scandals. They're like the, one of the richest and most influential families in Hampton, South Carolina. Um, we got the housekeeper, we got the boat crash where Paul was driving the boat and they tried to make it seem like Connor was driving the boat, the friend, like they all came to the hospital, like the dad, the grandpa came to the hospital was like, don't say anything. We're going to pin this on Connor or whatever. Um, he, Paul was in, ended up charged with three felonies. He never went to jail though. Nothing ever happened to him. Also, I'll say like. It was really scary. They, they show a lot of footage, mm-hmm. like cell phone camera footage and stuff in the yeah. documentary, which is interesting to see and always really illuminating of Paul when he's super drunk. Also, yeah. Paul physically abuses to his girlfriend. Yes. Um, him wasted reminded me so much of my alcoholic, physically abusive ex-boyfriend. <gasps> like, oh, no. when you look in their eyes, like, yeah. are there's nothing there. Like... It's terrifying. You could tell that the... You can't diagnose anyone else with alcoholism. And I, I'm not... I'm saying this as an opinion. You could... <laughs> I don't, like, don't even know how to preface this. I, I really feel like this... Paul was an alcoholic. Because, mm-hmm. like, the way... His whole personality changed. Yeah. And like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's really crazy. Paul is dead. So they can't, they can't go through with the trial of like a wrongful death thing. So they don't, it's, what do you, what do you do? Um, yeah, there was Stephen Smith, but the police never proved that it was linked to Buster or anybody. So the family, Paul's grandfather, Great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather. They were all the solicitors of South Carolina from 1920 to 2006. A solicitor is like an elected official, like district attorney. And then we come to June 7th, 2021. 22-year-old Paul Murdoch, his 52-year-old mother Maggie, were found dead at their family's 1,700-acre property where their hunting lodge is, which is about 60 miles west of Charleston. And they were both shot dead. So then Alec Murdoch called 911 around 10.07 p.m. to say that he found them dead. And according to 
the police report, they died between 9 and 9.30 p.m. And Alec, he wasn't arrested, but he was named a person of interest. They were like, okay, well, we're looking at a ton of other people. He had an alibi, said he was at his mom's house. But then, three months later, Alec Murdoch was shot in the head on the side of the road. So September 24th, 2021, he called 911 from the side of a road He said he was changing tire on his car and it was like a superficial wound, which means it just like grazed his head. That's insane. The 911 call is like, I've been shot. Yeah. (laughs) And the the operator's like, okay, well, are you in any trouble? Are you okay? He's like, I don't know. There's blood. And it's really it's like my, yeah, but it, yeah, and then the woman's like, "From where?" And she's like, "I don't know. Like my head is just kind of bleeding. It's just kind of <laughs> bleeding." I think. Yeah, just kind of <laughs> shot in the head. And then a few days after that, this weird shit got weird. So Alec issued an apology. He admitted to having a drug problem, money problems. His law firm blamed him for misappropriating millions of dollars, and his lawyer said he was in rehab. Everyone was like, huh? Where did this? This came out of nowhere. Yeah. And then 10 days after the shooting occurred, Curtis Edward Smith is arrested in connection to the assisted suicide shooting of Alec Murdoch. They said Alec admitted that this whole scheme was set up so his surviving son, Buster, would collect a $10 million life insurance policy because apparently suicides are not, you don't get life insurance from that. Or there's some oh, policies where you don't get that. So he want, he hired someone to shoot. It was one of his drug dealers, apparently, to shoot oh, him. God. But it didn't <laughs> it didn't work. I don't know what yeah. happened there. <laughs> Bad and aim. then November 2021, the Hampton County Grand Jury issued three charges against Alec for the murder for hire scheme to gain insurance money. And... His accomplice was Curtis Edward Smith, so he was also charged with this. Hmm. But then 15 days later, the grand jury issued five more indictments on 27 charges of embezzlement and other crimes, including breach of trust, fraudulent intent, money laundering, computer crimes, and forgery. This this podcast is a computer crime. This is a computer crime. Honk, honk. Uh, the victims were a patrol officer, uh, some other guy. Gloria Satterfeld was the housekeeper because he stole money from the sons. Altogether, the fraud amount was about $4.8 million. Jesus. But then, in total, the indictments indicate he may have stolen $8.7 million for more than a dozen people. And these crimes go back to 2011. So what he would do, he would secretly negotiate a settlement for his clients and be like, yeah, I got you all this money and then pay them only enough so that they would be content and like thankful for a while. Then he would steal the rest of the money. Like he would give them a little bit of money. They'd be like, oh, this is great. And then he would just like put it like, oh, yeah, more money's coming, more money's coming. But he would just take it all for himself. That's so crazy. And his clients were usually minorities who were not well off. And it, they, it wasn't like he was stealing from rich people. These were like people who needed the money. It's like he stole from a state trooper, family friends, a deaf man, an immigrant living in the country illegally. Uh, Jen Shaw shit. Yeah. He allegedly used money given to an unnamed family member to help launder the cash. Oh, he was scheming. He was yeah, scheming. Yeah, fuck. 
So then a year later, June 2022, a year after Maggie and Paul were dead, he was indicted on two counts relating to a conspiracy to purchase and distribute narcotics using a money laundering scheme involving $2.4 in stolen money. So he was also like getting drugs, like selling drugs or like getting drugs from yeah tons and tons of pills the guy in the documentary was like he had enough money to buy opioids for like 140 years or something (laughs) yeah 147 years like at the maximum dosage of like yeah what you can take before dying it's crazy um so then in july 2022 he was officially charged with murder of his wife and son So the indictment says Alex shot his wife with a rifle and then his son with a shotgun to use two different weapons. They said that there's high velocity blood splatter on Alex's clothing, as well as cell phone footage, which placed Alec at the scene when his wife and son were shot dead. Which he had like lied about forever. He lied about. So the prosecutor suggested a motive to distract from his financial crimes, which were beginning to go public. And so he wanted sympathy. That's what they think he did it for. To be like, no, my wife and son died. Poor me. God. So then December 2022, he faces a total of 106 grand jury criminal charges, financial fraud, drugs, murdered. He's been disbarred. His assets seized. He's currently incarcerated. And the trial started. So this trial just started. And it's on the Lawn Crime YouTube channel. Yeah, it's a good channel. It's, it's a good channel. channel. It's, it's a good, a good watch. So some highlights that I've seen. Um, so yeah, the pill addiction said he takes up to 60 pills a day, which is like 2000 milligrams of oxycodone. And wait, what? Which is apparently unheard of for a doctor to, to prescribe more than 100 milligrams a day for even well, like there's the most. I'm sure he's not prescribed. So he it. was taking. Up to 60 pills a day, which I guess I, that's what happens when you have an addiction. Your tolerance goes up. Yeah, you're so done with tol- Yeah. You I mean, that's what happens with with drinking is that it eventually right. stops working. Yeah, crazy is that like, you can take that many. Like, his liver must be, like, totally shot. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like that's why, like, caffeine and, like, Adderall don't work for me. It's <laughs> like, I'm just, like, I, I think, like, honestly, like, your liver, like addiction wise and like genetically like you just your body processes that stuff differently like i think at a point like it just stops working for you yeah it's really crazy that he was taking that many pills that's and yeah you like build up a tolerance that's insane and then he did admit on the stand that he wanted to die so he enlisted cousin eddie to shoot him instead of taking more pills we all have a cousin eddie a cousin eddie uh, he said he wanted to die because he knew his drug addiction and the money laundering was going to come out and he knew how humiliating it was going to be for his son and he had $12 million in life insurance. But yeah, the other theory is that he wanted to make it look like Eddie tried to kill him and then tie him to the murder of Maggie right. and Paul. Like, look, there's someone coming after my family. Yes. Didn't work out for him. <laughs> and then the night of the murders... He originally claimed that he was not at the dog kennels the night of the murder. So the dog kennels are like another part of the property by their house. He took the stand. He admitted that he lied to investigators and that he was actually at the dog kennels that night. And there's a Snapchat video later recovered from his son Paul's phone 
captured Alex at the kennels at 8.44 p.m., contradicting his alibi. So this, I have this video. So it's a Snapchat video that his son took. It doesn't show Alec, but it is his, it's his voice on the Snapchat video. This is just Paul at the kennels with the dogs. Just like hanging out with the dogs. And then you can hear. Quit, Cash. Come. Quit. That's Maggie. That's Alex. So that's like a minute long video. You can hear like Alec and Maggie talking in the background. So what? This might be a stupid question, but why do we think he killed his wife and son? I think it was the whole thing to get sympathy because of his money laundering. Oh, okay. Like all oh, that so stuff. It's be all like, that oh, his life is over already. So he's right, trying right, to right. get sympathy. Okay. I so guess gonna- like that's kind of so the blaming it on someone else and being like, oh, God, now my wife and son are dead. Yes. Like. My yes. life is so horrible. Okay. Let's take a quick break for announcements. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to bonus episode shout outs, maybe some merch discounts. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. Also on Sunday, Maria, <gasps> you heard it. Maria and I will be going to Alien Con. Dun, dun, dun. And so we will probably splice together a main episode, but we will uh, have lots of behind the scenes Patreon mm-hmm. footage, interviews, pictures, etc. for you guys, videos. So you can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. And we will be hoping to go to a lot more conventions this year to give you guys behind the scenes uh, videos and interviews for our Patreon. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, we will shout you out. If you give us a one-star review, we might talk about you also. (laughs) Erios, sorry, I just swallowed. Erios has a hotline. Insert jingle here. Six two six six oh four six two six two. Arios. Continue to call us, please, because our mailbag episodes are back full force. You know who else is doing a mailbag episode? Is yes! what's up, weirdo? Yes. So if you listen to What's Up Weirdo, please give them a call and leave them a voicemail. Become a regular there too. I'm gonna. I'm gonna prank call them i know they they were actually inspired by our mailbag episodes because they're so insane they're like we got to do them i'm like you're gonna have even crazier callers yeah they're because i feel like some of their callers have probably yeah. like been abducted or <laughs> for haunted, sure or things like that <laughs> yeah um so call in there they need some regulars as well and you can be from the inception one of their first callers My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience 
every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Back to our program. So then they had witnesses during the trial that they played the Snapchat video for, and they all said, Yeah, that's Alex's voice. They all said it's his voice. Yeah, it's like, who else would it be? Oh, God. And then another Snapchat video from Paul shows Alec wearing different clothes than what he was wearing after the shooting. Like, it's just a video of his dad in, like, the backyard. That's just a video of him, and he changed his clothes that day because they're probably covered in blood. Yeah. And then he said on the stand, other than lying to the police about going to the kennel, I was cooperative in every aspect of this investigation. (laughs) He's like, I lied. Yes, I lied about this, but I didn't lie about anything else. He said he was paranoid because of his addiction to pain pills and his paranoia. He's like, that's why I lied, because I was paranoid. And then he also said, oh, it could have been his groundskeeper that killed them. Oh, okay. So, um, oh, is that Jen? Yes. So I guess somehow, I don't know if it was in the documentary or during the trial. <laughs> yes, there was. I remember hearing there was a phone number being showed. Yeah, so they accidentally showed the groundskeeper's phone number. Yeah. And this girl I know texted him who was (laughs) writing an article on the whole murders. And she just texted him being like, hey, FYI, they showed your phone number. Yeah. During the trial or on the Netflix documentary. I'm not sure which one it was. She's like, you should change your phone number if you don't want people texting you. And he texted her back being like, okay, thank you. Yeah, that's a I, yeah, I can't remember if that was during the trial that they showed if some, but they showed him. People are tweeting about it, like, whose phone number is this? Yeah. 
Um, so Alex's alibi, he says he was napping at the time of his wife's and son's murders around 8.50 p.m. He says he yeah, then drove... That's a good time to nap. Yeah, it is. Yeah, who nap? No one's napping at 8.50. That's bed. That's bed. I sleep then, but I'm not napping. He said he drove to check in on his mother, who has Alzheimer's, at her home before returning to their house around 10 p.m., which is when he discovered the bodies on the ground. And then he has another theory that someone who is mad about Mallory Beach's death killed them. So I that's mean, like a just random theories he's thrown out. Then there was a bomb threat during the trial. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> On February 8th, during the third week of the trial, a bomb threat forced the courthouse to evacuate. So the trial was interrupted Wednesday at about 1230. Um, they just did an extended lunch break. And then they dispatched a bomb squad. And then the trial resumed at 310. That's so insane. So there, that's <laughs> a bomb threat. That's um, so 90s. That is so 90s. <laughs> uh, during cross-examination, the prosecution asked Alec about his dog's behavior when he was myth- with Maggie and Paul at the kennels not long before they were killed. And this is interesting because they asked if the dogs were barking if they were like going out into the woods acting like mm-hmm. they sensed somebody was around that they didn't know. And Alex said, no, there's nobody around that the dogs didn't know. So like if there was a murderer there, the dogs would have been going crazy. Like there's a stranger here. And he was yeah, like, that's no, a they were fine. Party foul on his point. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the cell phone data, which I think is, yeah, th- this is, this is the nail in the coffin. He, so his phone tracked that he walked 293 steps and made numerous calls during that like hour period. He his phone recorded 900 data entries in the space of 4 hours that night. But then at 8:49 p.m. his phone locked forever and all of his conversations ended. That's when they say he shot them at 8:49 that his phone just turned off. He also or his son also made a phone call Paul at 8:40 p.m. that night. Um, and then his friend Rogan said you could hear Alec in the background at 8.40 p.m. And there's that video at the kennels. The prosecution said that Alec was had his wife's phone at the murder scene after she was killed and made a series of calls and texts to like make it seem like she was still alive, like responding to texts and calls after she died. Oh, my God. And then there were the, the timeline also said that the backlight was on Maggie's phone. And it was turned off at the same time Alex's SUV drove by a spot on the highway where his wife's phone was found that day. So they think the light was on. He turned off the phone, turned the phone off, and threw it. Yeah. Because his car goes right by where the phone was found. I mean, this guy (laughs) doesn't have the best brains for committing any crimes and there's i have some video clips from okay so on tuesday which was yesterday his business partner and friend ronnie crosby takes the stand and alex's lawyer asks him asks him if he thinks alec did it we're talking about two people who were brutally murdered then you're, you're you're headed in the wrong direction you think he did it I don't have I don't have an opinion. I don't have the benefit of the materials you have. So his friend even says he's like, I don't know. His friend doesn't even deny it. He's like, I don't have the benefit of the materials. <laughs> and then uh, this 
This was this is a good one. I was going to send this to you yesterday, but I figured I would save it Ooh. for the show because it's anticipation. Said about detail. So he he messed himself. He he had diarrhea. Um, he just couldn't control it. And then um, and, and I say diarrhea. I'm not talking about at a restroom. I'm talking about in the car in his pants. Okay. Who did? And. Uh, Alec, <laughs> I was so this is his brother on the stand. He, I saw this clip and I was like, oh my God, is this after the murders? This is a, after the murders, his brother took him to like a detox place. Yeah. Apparently Alec shit his pants in his brother's car. Oh <laughs> my God. I mean that, I mean that happens when you're detoxing. That's right. crazy. Right. Oh my God. So that well, was, I guess, to show that like he really did have an addiction. Well, whoever smelt it, dealt it. Whoever smelt it, dealt it. And then, okay. So whoever this, pooped is the one who, who shoots. Shooped. This is Alec on the stage. What you're telling this jury is that it's a random vigilante. That's your twelve-year-old, uh, the twelve-year-old, five-two people that just happened to know that Paul and Maggie were both at Moselle on June seventh. They knew that they would be at the kennels alone on June the 7th. They knew that you would not be there, but only between the times of 849 and 902. That they show up without a weapon, assuming that they're going to find weapons and ammunition there. That they commit this crime during that short time window. And then they travel the same exact route that you do around the same time to Almeida. That's what you're trying to, to tell this jury? You got a lot of factors in there, Mr. Waters, all of which I do not agree with. But some of which I do. So they're like, <laughs> between these, like, this 10 minute period, someone got onto the ranch, found guns because the guns are like, and just randomly shot them. And also, like, a specialist was like, he's like, no one's going to bring two different guns to a crime scene. That's just a, not a thing they do. <laughs> yeah. It's like That's John Wick. That's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Is this more Alec on track? Let me ask you this question. Maybe we'll get to the, to the meat of matter. Have you had to come out of pocket to pay back the money he stole? Yes. And if how, you, how much? I, I, don't tell me you don't know. Well, we're still counting, Mr. Harpoon. Well, how much have you paid so far? We have had to uh, borrow millions to pay back. No, how much have you had to come out of pocket? Well, when you borrow it, you got to pay it back. And I couldn't tell you how much has exactly been paid back uh, as of we sit here today. But and yes, and, and if you're implying that I would come in here and somehow shade truth in any way because of that, that's... I would take high offense with that, Mr. Well, I'm not concerned about your high offense. Are you angry at him for stealing your money? I have no feeling one way or the you other. I don't have any feeling about Alec Murdoch betraying you and stealing your money. I You're, the truth. Uh, yeah. I, I admire you. I don't know that yeah, I can handle the truth. Sustained. There's not a question the jury is to disregard the argument. You are not angry with Alec Murdoch? I have had anger with him, extreme anger, Mr. Hart Putlin, because of what he did to my law firm, my partners, my client, his, his clients, our clients, what he did to his family. 
What he's did to so many people, yes, I experienced a lot of anger. And but you can't walk around with anger. You have to find a way to deal with it and move forward. And I have done that. And if you suggest you are dead wrong, if you think I've come in here and told this jury something because of money, when we, we're talking about two people who were brutally murdered, then you're, you're, you're headed in the wrong direction. Do you think he did it? Do I, don't have, I don't have an opinion. I don't have the benefit of the materials you have. Well, let me ask you this. You're angry with him, stole millions of dollars from your firm. You admit your firm's not even called the Murdoch firm anymore, right? It is not. I don't admit that I'm angry right now. I told you I've gotten away from that. I don't have any feelings because you can't walk around with anger. I have been very, very angry about it because of what he's done. And he did it in a very callous way, a very deceitful way. Dang. So that's like his former law firm partner, I believe. Interesting. Yeah, that was a a heated argument. I mean, he obviously did it, right? Yes. <laughs> and if I if there is a small chance that he didn't do it, then he hired someone to do it. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Because, I mean, that's also, like, something that they were suspecting is that some of that yeah. money he was embezzling was going to, like, a hitman or something. Right, because all of that money was not spent on drugs. You can't spend, like... Well, that's what he was saying, that they were yeah. like, you'd have to do the maximum amount of opioids yeah. for 140 years to spend that kind of money. So, like, where is that money going? I bet, I bet it's in, like, offshore accounts. It's Yeah. It's hidden somewhere, for sure. Right. So, yeah. I mean... We'll see. Uh, I think the defense, or yeah, I think they rest this week, I think is the Friday, I believe, is going to be exciting. Well, we'll have to do another another wrap up once it all comes out. Um, Crazy. Crazy. If you guys... If you guys know any other information or have any theories or ideas, please call into our mailbag episode. Um, anyways, I am Allie uh, <laughs> Pumped Seagull. I'm Melissa. Shoot your pants in your brother's car, Stetton. <laughs> I've peed in my brother's car before. I'm sure you have. When I was little, I was like... <laughs> How old was I? I was like eight years old. I remember because he was so mad at me and I had to pee. Oh, I was probably younger. Maybe I was seven and I had to pee so bad. And we were in the car for so long. It was me, my brother and my mom. And I was in the back seat and they were my brother went into Gelson's or something like that to like get something. And I don't remember why. Oh, I had a fear of using public bathrooms as a kid for some oh, reason. Oh, sure. And um. And my mom started singing Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid as like a joke She because she knew I had to pee and she was like trying to like, she didn't think I'd actually do it, but I oh, pissed no. my pants in the backseat. Oh, no. Yeah. So That's sad. who among us? Uh, who all among right. So us? I'm, I'm Allie Piss My Pants Seagull. I've also <laughs> shit my pants once, but I won't get into that. All we right. All bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. 
With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.